Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie back with you along with Pastor Paul Begley. He is back with us, a fourth-generational preacher, taking after his father, grandmother, great-grandfather. He was ordained by Dr. Lester Sumrall in the LEC organization, LACI organization of South Bend, Indiana, currently co-pastors with his father, Pastor Charles Begley, at the Community Gospel Baptist Church in Knox, Indiana. Pastor Paul hosts a weekly telecast of the coming apocalypse and is broadcasting regularly on YouTube as Paul Begley 34 as an internet radio talk show host. Paul, welcome back to the program. I can't think of a better time to have you back. This is the year, George. I mean, uh, so glad to be back with you. And the craziest year I've seen uh, really prophetically in, in, in my lifetime. I, I, I agree. They could not have written a better script for this year. Jeez, it's crazy, isn't it? What, what? <laughs> and we're not, even, we're not even halfway there yet. I mean, we've still got, uh, we've got a solar eclipse coming up uh, on uh, the 21st of June, you know, on the, uh, right at the summer solstice almost, I think the day after, which is going to go over the Holy Land. So the sun is going to be dark, a ring of fire over the entire Holy Land for six hours before we get a blood moon on the 4th of July. So this is one of those years. Why do events, uh, weather events, cosmological events, kind of dictate prophecy? Yeah, it's a great question, George. You know, whenever you study the Bible all the way through, every time, whatever's going on in the spiritual world manifests in the physical. So if there's wars going being fought in the heavens, let's say, between uh, the uh, angelic hosts against uh, Lucifer, Lucifer's demonic forces, if there's uh, Michael is in battle with Prince of Persia, then the manifestation on the earth is very similar to that. If there's, and so if there's disruptions going on in the cosmos, the earth experiences it and that could that could be proven scientifically but also biblically and spiritually it's just unbelievable how we see this manifestation whether it be a great typhoons and storms or whether it be straight line winds volcanoes earthquakes but all the way through the the prophetically through the, the ancient texts of the bible the more intense things get prophetically the exact same thing happens naturally on the planet we're going to go through some of these events uh, in just a moment here, Paul, but give us all a little biblical uh, lesson here. When we hear the word prophecy, exactly what does that mean to us? Well, prophecy is, is, is a prediction or a re- revelation, really. It's a revealing of what is going to take place. And what's amazing about the Bible is it doesn't give it to you in exact detail, okay? Sort of like Nostradamus kind of gives you uh, riddles. The Bible will give you some clarification and even justification for a prophecy, but it is a master plan, and you're, especially when you study the book of Revelation, and it really matches a lot in the book of Daniel. So what you begin to see is a plan being played out. You see God's plan for mankind, but you also, he reveals to us Lucifer's plan to destroy mankind. And so prophecy gives us the clues that when you see this, then know that this is about to happen. 
And I, I really love reading. The easiest way is to just read Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21, because that's Jesus' uh, layman's plan of prophecy. You can pretty well follow it, and it'll match the rest of the Old Testament and New Testament as it relates to the apocalypse. And Paul, is prophecy things that will be or could be? Well, they are. it's both. There's some of it is things that will be unchangeable, can't stop it. You might delay it. Mm-hmm. You might, but you can't shut it all the way down. But also, prophecy can say, we'll, go, we'll say this, with, meets with a condition. You can be given a prophecy, for instance, the greatest, one of the greatest prophets of all time was the prophet Isaiah. Well, I mean, he nails everything throughout his book. But when he's told to tell King Hezekiah to set his house in order, he's going to die. Then when he tells him that, he leaves the palace. He just barely gets to the gate, and God makes a deal with Hezekiah and says, you know what, if you repent and change your ways, I'll give you 15 more years. And Hezekiah says, well, how will I know? He says, I'll move the sun backwards by 10 degrees. And when Hezekiah accepts the deal, then God speaks to Isaiah and says, hey, guess what? Turn around and go back and tell him now he's going to live. Jeez. So so he becomes a false prophet because he just prophesied. Right. And before, okay, Jonah's the same way. I'd Jonah take that deal, God too, though. Destroy the city. What's that? I would take that deal, too. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Jonah prophesied the destruction of Nineveh only to be left sitting under a gourd as a false prophet. The truth is, he was prophesying correctly, but when they met the condition God changed his mind. So prophecy can change. Sometimes it can be changed, but the overall plan cannot be. Okay, so um, that's, that's why it's important to study prophecy in its proper context. In the, in the book, Dr. Faustus, of course, uh, Faustus cut a deal with the devil for a great life, wealth, everything you could imagine, but he had to give up his soul at the end, and he didn't want to do it when the time came. Do a lot of people, Paul, also cut the deal with the devil? Absolutely, George. Absolutely. Oh, boy. And, and every person in their lifetime comes to the crossroads, the crossroads of decision, in which, and they've been enlightened. And at that point, they know that when they take a certain path, it may lead to temporary pleasure or temporary satisfaction. But ultimately, there is a price to pay. You know, the, the, the Scripture says, for the wages of sin is death. So, you know, you, you, can, you can cut the deal with the devil if you want to, but uh, I highly recommend not to do it. I agree with that. Where do we stand on the apocalyptic scale of time right now, in your opinion? My opinion, it's about a, two minutes to midnight. Um, I think doomsday clock might even be closer. Uh we, if, if, if you take a step back, 10 years ago, if you had asked me, George, where are we in Bible prophecy, I probably would have took you to a specific chapter or book in the Bible and said, we're kind of right here now. Yeah. But today, if you ask me, I mean, it's, it's a convergence, okay? It's everything, everything from, from the apocalyptic weather conditions to the incoming asteroid belts to the social disruption uh, it's everything. And uh, there is a scripture in the, in the book of Luke that says 
There'll be signs in the sun, the moon, the stars, and the stress of nations with perplexity. The sea, the waves will be roaring, and men's hearts have failed them for fear for looking after those things coming upon the earth. Right now, people are still living in a total state of panic and fear over the COVID-19. Oh, sure. Uh, some have still not even come out of their house yet. They're so paralyzed in fear. And uh, there's the threat of war and rumors of war everywhere. We don't know if Kim Jong-un's going to shoot a rocket. You know, he said, Merry Christmas. Here comes your Christmas gift. And the only thing we got was a coronavirus epidemic out of Asia, which makes a lot of people wonder where that came from. Mm -hmm. But all of these convergence, and when I look at America, and I see we were having the three of the greatest prosperous years in the history of this republic. And how in six months we could see a pandemic followed by, it's, it's reverse of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. It's supposed to be the white horse of the beast kingdom, then the red horse of war or taking peace, and then the dark black horse of the economy, finally the pale horse of pandemics and disease. We got the opposite. We started with the disease, then we went to an economic collapse, and now we're rioting in the streets and, we're can't, and we don't have peace. So we're in a reverse curse here. Uh, this is something prophetically, I believe, is temporary then because it's not going in the right order, that this will pass. And well, that, that's good. Ahead, but, um, we got to look for the silver lining. Because I keep telling myself, I mean, what else can happen to us? What else can go wrong? I mean, it's like this year... It's one thing after another. I, I got to tell you, Paul, I can't tell you how many people have come up to me, emailed me, called me that said this year is the worst year they have ever had in their life. And we're only halfway through it. Exactly. And uh, we've never in, in America, we've never, never experienced the fact that we couldn't be free Uh you, you had to cover your mouth. You had to stand six feet apart. Uh, the, or you, or you couldn't go to a restaurant. You couldn't go go to a certain place to shop. We never had that right. happen to us. No, the churches closed. The churches closed on Easter Sunday for the entire country. Good point, George. Never in history has this ever happened. Mecca closed. The Vatican closed. The Temple Mount in Jerusalem closed. That has never happened in the history of the world. We experienced that this year. So we're in unprecedented waters. We are in the apocalyptic hour. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm telling myself, it can't be this bad the second half of the year. And the Lord said to me, you better not hold your breath. There's more to come. Oh boy, just what we need. How much of this prophetic things that are happening, Paul, are results of what we're doing as mankind. I mean, like, you know, the, the, the weather's happening and stuff, and we can't control that generally, but right. how much is happening because of us, because of our actions? Most of it is. The COVID-19 is absolutely us. Yep. I mean, it, it, it apparent it came out of the Wuhan lab. Whether I'm pretty sure it did, too. Yeah, and whether it's a bioweapon or whether it was an accident, some guy didn't wash his hands and went out to eat some shrimp at the wet market, I don't know. But uh, Or they, really so, or they sold those tainted animals from the lab to the wet market. Right. I think that's they, exactly uh, right. Uh, that's what they did. Yes, yes. 
And and that to me that that looks deliberate. That that's a way you just totally deliberately try. And and remember, we've been in a we've been in a trade war. The United States and China has been literally in a massive trade war. Uh, President Trump and and President Xi, and we've been kicking their butt to be honest. Move you know, the the tax breaks, the deregulation, the moving the factories back to America, the tariffs on the on the Chinese trade goods, um, and there was no stopping it. This this was a roaring machine. The only thing that could slow this thing down would be a pandemic and put everything at a halt. So I'm suspicious of that that that's been done by the hands mm-hmm. of evil men, and that's caused the economic collapse and now the rioting. Yes, it was a man who murdered a man in Minnesota. There's no doubt about it. And this has caused a reaction. So it's really all evilness within mankind that has caused most of what we're dealing with in this year. And so that can be turned around. And that's the silver lining. Okay, we're going to have a blood moon on the 4th of July. And if you study our republic, and I went back and looked, I can't find it nowhere where there's a blood moon ever on the 4th of July over America. So this is a very prophetic moon, but it isn't going to be full blood. It's going to have silver. It's going to only be half blood moon, half silver. And so I said, Lord, what's going on? He said, the Republic is suffering, but there's a silver lining. This has all been man-manufactured and man-reaction, but not. I didn't do this. And this is what I got from the Lord. I didn't do this. And so this will end. But there is apocalyptic events coming that God is fully in control of. That's a different story. We can't really do much with that. But be ready to deal with it. Paul, if I understand Revelation, in the long run, we're going to be okay when it when the dust settles. But it's going to be a bouncy road along the way, right? That's exactly right. You know, that's exactly right. It's going to be bouncy. Yeah, there's going to be, you know, there's, there's just there's injustices that God has to fix uh, and will fix. He'll hold man accountable. And so every individual has to check himself. He has to ask himself where he stands with God. And, uh, and has he made the, uh, the full cleansing of the soul uh, with the Lord? And so, but in, no matter what state we're in, no matter what kind of situation we're in, you know, it's sort of like this. I preached a message one time. It's not what you're going through that God is worried about. It's how you handle it. And and if you, how you handle your neighbor, how you handle the situation that we're in, makes a difference on whether we'll be okay when the dust settles. And so, yes, uh, it's going to be tough. And and we got more to go through. Um, there's a lot more yet to come. But we're at a, a breaking point now where people are on edge. Oh, my God. And really, uh, are really frazzled and scared and paranoid. And some of that has got to break loose. We got to get, we got to open up the stadiums again. We got to get back to work. We really just got to get things rolling. We just played that song, We're Not Going to Take It by Twisted Sister. A lot of people are at that point. They can't take it anymore. What do they do? Absolutely. Amen. Well, you know what? You, you can't live in fear, okay? Follow, you, you know, you follow the protocols to the best, especially during the, the height of this. But once we study this thing and we understand what's going on with the COVID and, and, and the same thing with the rioting, people are very afraid now and folks are scared for their own neighborhoods or what have you. What we have to do, though, is that we can't live in fear. We must, uh, we must go forth in faith 
but cautious, aware of our surroundings, right. and trust in a higher power, trust in God, allow him to direct your path, and, uh, and not live in fear, because fear will paralyze you, break down your immune system, and spiritually leave you destitute and wondering if God even cares about you. You can't walk like that. Paul, what about the good people, the righteous people, the people who are doing the best they can? They get pulled in on this apocalyptic situation, too. I mean, so how did they escape it? How, when, when, when prophecy occurs and these horrible things happen, don't they affect everybody on the planet at the same, even if they've been good people? How do, they, how do the good people escape? They can't, can they? They can't escape what man is doing. They, but their their escape is their their relationship with God. For instance, a child living in an abusive home, the child is innocent, has done nothing wrong, but the environment it lives in could be hell on earth. Could there still be hope for the child? Yes. Many people have survived that environment and went on to be very good and productive individuals and great fathers and mothers. If you're a Christian or, or a Muslim living in China right now, either one, you're, you're living a very uh, dangerous life. Your faith has to be strong, but you could end up in the gulag or end up in one of the uh, a prison camps. Same thing in North Korea. So people need to understand that even if you're a good person, you can be caught up in the net of the chaos. And that's part of what the Bible said would happen. And it's part of the reason why there has to be a remedy to mankind's uh, evil, really. I mean, it's almost like it was in the days of Noah. It said men's hearts were on evil continually, and every imagination was on evil. So we can be caught up in it, but I have the confidence and faith in, in Jesus Christ that God will help us get through these periods of time through faith, and only through faith, because you could, you could literally just absolutely just fall dead or, or just give up, and people do when they're in the middle of a storm. You don't seem scared by what you know. No, I'm not. At, not at all. Zero. And, and, I, and I say that with, only with confidence in God, not in myself. I, if I look to myself to fix all this, I would be absolutely yeah, <laughs> frozen yeah. in fear. But I don't. And I also know by reading the book of God's promises for the people who choose to walk with him. And if you have, once you understand that, you put on that shield of faith, then you can. You can walk with victory. You can be blessed. And it don't matter what's going on with the stock market. It doesn't matter what's going on in any other market. You can walk in the kingdom of God's blessing and not allow these things to completely derail you. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.